Hey everybody, it's a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and with me as always is, uh, well, that your ever-loving, holiday-hating other host, Scrugio. How's it going? <laughs> now that I have the name Scrugio, uh, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty great. Yeah, good. Yeah. Wow. You're just going to just jump right out, right out front at the very beginning. Be like, here's here's Sergio. He hates the holiday. Well, I mean, by now, if our listeners don't already know that Sergio hates a lot of stuff. And um, one day, one day that's going to make it into a podcast. Um, It's it's, a spreadsheet and everything all ready to go. I don't hate Christmas. I hate what Christmas has become. The commercialization. Like it's, it's just a, a mixture of like a bunch of stuff that people don't know what it actually, what anything actually means anymore, and it's a reason to prop up the, you know, the, uh, the economy, once a year. Whatever. I'm not gonna get into my weird opinions about the holiday. We're gonna celebrate the holiday, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so do you want to take the rest of the, you want to host the whole show? No, I just wanted that chance to uh, get that nice zinger in at the beginning. <laughs> Y'all, he showed up. He was like, guys, Sergio, I, I, I definitely want to, to, to do the opening. I've got a huge idea. And I was like, all right, Jeff, look at that initiative. Yeah. And it was, ju- yeah. and it was just a dig at me. Yep. Zing. In the spirit of the holidays. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, we don't have uh, it's it's not really a jam packed episode this week because uh, we're doing Christmas. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we've had Christmas specials before where we've kind of danced around the topic of Christmas. But this time we're actually going to talk about Christmas, Jeff. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to all of all, all of the, the, the festivities, uh, what do we have to cover first? It's time to see what's in our boxes. Awesome. Here we go. I'm going to let you go first, sir. All right. Well, um, I got in from Big Bad Toy Store, my NECA armored last Ronin action figure. Yes, I, I got mine as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I, to, you know, and of all of the NECA, NECA turtles that I've bought, I'm not going to say I regret buying this one, but if someone were to be like, hey, man, will you sell that to me? I may not say no. See, I don't understand it because it's, it's a beautiful looking figure. It it looks exactly like it's supposed to look. I'll give it that. Yeah. But we we've talked about why I'm not a huge fan. Like I just don't like the art design in that book a lot. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. You know, I still need to get the uh, the second version. Um, oh was, yeah, the 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 unarmored. Yeah. 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 I'm 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 very pleased. I'm very pleased. Good. good. I, I I know that there's definitely a target audience for that 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 last Ronin stuff. And uh, NECA kind of hit it out of the park if the target audience, you know, 
likes the way it looks. So, yeah. All right. OK. Did you get anything else or is it my turn? Uh, no, that would be it. OK, well, we're just going to keep the NECA train rolling then. Uh, I got the Secret of the Ooze Turtles. Oh, nice. All four of them. Uh, I had pre-ordered them through the NECA website uh, a couple months back just because they were they, they're supposedly popping up all over the country in Walmarts. Right. Mm hmm. I've been seeing people buying them, you know, seeing them in shopping carts. Oh, look what I found at the Walmart today, you know, and and it, it, I just don't think they're ever going to show up in our area. Or if they do, it'll be a year and a half from now. I, I'm convinced that they're sitting in like a a storage container behind our Walmarts. It's entirely possible. Yeah, because because none of the action figures in the collectible sections are moving. So they literally don't have shelf space for them. I literally would not doubt that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I guess to jump the line, I pre-ordered them, and all of them came in. They look great. They're mm-hmm. in perfect condition. Perfect condition. And it's it's wild how different the designs are from the first movie. Oh yeah. You know, like you could show me both Michelangelos, the one from the first movie, the one from the second movie. I could tell you which is which without seeing the label. Oh, of course, you know, uh, and I, if you were to throw the third movie in there, I could probably pull point that one out as well. Well, that one's the most obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder when they do the third movie that they'll I wonder if they can include the little eye slit holes that are that so will, visible in that movie. That would be interesting to see. I don't know. Well, I need to get these. Um, I had some stuff going on when the pre-orders went up, so I'm like, eh. Great. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Uh, of uh, the figures from that movie, I have the Shredder. I have all three of the Super Shredders. I have Toka and Razar, which that box is huge. Um, oh, yeah. They're beefy and, babies. And, yeah, and I still don't think that they've shipped the pre-orders they did for those. It's entirely possible. I, I don't think they have. They might have. I don't know. I could be lying. I know that they're still very sought after figures. Um, got all four of the turtles. I guess what we're waiting on is a Splinter, uh, an April O'Neil, yeah, Kino. Let's see who, we know who he's else. Coming. Yeah, we know he's coming. You, did they change the Foot Soldier outfit at all between films one and two? Uh, it's maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They have other than Kino, they haven't really announced any anything else for the movie line, uh, which is fine. Like they're still populating the Walmart stores with these. I, I'm in no hurry. Uh, it's it's just you know looking on the horizon. What what should we expect? Right. Yeah. Well, moving on. I've, I got one more, one more thing in my box, and and this one was real stupid. Not like not not like fun stupid. Not like the kind of dumb that I like. Mm-hmm. But the, the kind of dumb where I'm like, oh, why did I spend that money? Because, you know, three money? I, I don't know. It's I, Yeah, it's it's not it's like it's not a bad thing. So I, I've told you before, my comic shop dot com. Uh, they're not only one of the, the best comic shops online, but they also do weekly auctions. 
Okay. And you can pop into those weekly auctions and catch some stuff way cheaper than you would expect to actually pay. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where I got my uh, my Volume 4, Number 1, Ooh. second printing, graded. Like, I got it for, like, 20 bucks. Uh, it, it, well, th- this time around... I was surfing their their auction section and and I just threw some bids on some stuff because that's what I do. I go in there and I'm just like, eh, that that's cool. I'll I'll throw twelve bucks at this. I'll throw seventeen bucks at this. You know, I don't yeah. ever. Look, I'm not trying Here. to spend a whole bunch of money. Yeah, but I'll, you totally need that pair of turtles underoos. <laughs> it's just comics, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't believe it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so this this time around, I got a number one of the Archie series. It, uh, what, what's it called? Um, encapsulated? No, um, slabbed. Yeah, it's slabbed. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's by CBCS. I, I'm not familiar with who that is. Um, it's a 7.0, so it's it's not even it's not a high uh, high grade on it. And it's a fourth printing. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. they did a fourth printing. Huh. Yeah, apparently, apparently they did a whole bunch of pr- printings. That, and uh, this is a, a fourth printing that is a 7.0. I, I didn't even check my box to see which printing I already owned. I was yeah. just like, hey, I can get that cheap. Sure, why not? And how much was that gem, Sergio? <laughs> 14 bucks. Hey, I got it. Yeah, I got it for 14 bucks. You can't beat that. Right, right, right. And like the original cover price was a dollar and it co- probably cost at least 30 to get it slabbed. So. Technically, I'm making money, Jeff, Not by bad. making other people slab low grade comics for me. Yeah, I, I don't get it. it they they sell a lot of stuff that's slabbed, and a, a lot of it just doesn't sell for very much. So, uh, if if you're if you're looking for stuff, you may want to check out mycomicshop.com. They they run their own auctions. Not it's it's not like auctions on eBay. Like these are like their own on their website auctions. That's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I got I just won some other stuff that is significantly more cool, and we'll talk about that next time. But. Yeah. I haven't gotten it in yet. Uh, but that that does it for what's in Sergio's box. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, of course, there's all kinds of other stuff in my box. There's, like, you know, Christmas presents for my children. But, you know, those don't matter. Yeah. And I have one more thing in my, in my box, Jeff. Okay. It finally happened. I have all of my loot crates. Wow. Except for the one Danny that's missing, but it doesn't matter. I've at least one of each of all the loot crates uh, this this past week. Uh, he finally came in. I got the Armagon figure, which is he's a, he's a big boy, and I wish it wasn't an Armagon figure from the video game line. Yeah, because you know he has like the boxy paint job and whatever. It's it's. I wish it was from the comic. You know, it's not a bad figure. He he looks great for what he is. It's just when you know there's a superior version of the character that is probably to come, it's hard looking at the one that is 
not the best. Right. Yeah. But he's he's cool. Um the uh the box came with a t-shirt, came with a couple of glasses that are bigger than shot glasses but smaller than regular glasses. So mm. yeah, yeah, they're they're nice. Um uh, it came with a with a pen. It actually came with a card that summarizes like it, it, it summarizes what was in the box, which the other past few have not. Uh, I, I think Loot Crate might actually be stumbling back to their feet now. Hmm. Because th- 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 these arcade boxes seemed a bit more legit than the previous two boxes that came. Mm-hmm. Seemed more more well packed with you know with stuff, but that that's, that story's over. Yeah, at least we think it is. Um, <laughs> Stay tuned for Loot Crate is still selling stuff. Craziness as it ensues. Yeah, you you can go to their website and order Loot Crates. So the, the company is not going out of out of business. Uh, what do you think the chances are that they get a that we get a, a wave three? I'm not holding my breath, considering what a disaster everything was. It might take a while for them to like bounce back and recover from it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. I maybe it's just the, the sadist in me, but I kind of want to. I kind of want a third wave. Yeah. You know, because yeah, I had to wait a long time, but they yeah. got here, and it was a story we could tell, and it was figures that we probably wouldn't get otherwise. Right. So so it's really hard to say, oh, you guys screwed me. It's like, you didn't really screw us. You just, you know, it took a long time. And COVID was in the middle of that. So this is very true. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, only yeah. time will tell that they, they did just do the auto T stuff. So clearly NECA has not learned their lesson when it comes to weird business deals. Yeah, I still have not done the auto T thing and I'm probably missed out on Renette. I don't know, man. You can just take that barcode to the store and just do it. Yeah. Then then they'll just ship you one from someone else's digital locker. I don't know. We're not going to talk about that again. Let's <laughs> let's keep it moving. Uh, Jeff, wh- what's our next segment? And now it's time for Secret of the News. That makes me so happy. Me too. Makes me so happy. Uh, yeah, so it's it's Christmas time, but there's still a little bit of news out there. Some of it's more like leaks, but we, we do have stuff to talk about, Jeff, and I'm going to give you our first topic. What do you want to talk about first? Well, um, I'm going to dive into some action figure stuff. Okay. Uh did you know, and this is the, something that I had, I had mentioned to you earlier um, uh, that I was going to say for this. Uh, there's a new report going around um, from NPD Group Data saying that, do you know that adults who buy toys for themselves are responsible for a fourth of all toy sales annually? <laughs> it's that low? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Because I have kids, and trust me, they haven't wanted a toy in a like a decade. I know. Uh, this and, is and, for and, the adults. This is and, <laughs> this is we're we're keeping it alive, Sergio. 
Yeah, yeah. We, we, because your kids have cell phones and iPads and video games, and they don't care about stuff. It, well, they care about stuff, just not the stuff that we care about. They're not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. It's all digital stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all the Roblox and all that other crap. Yeah, well, it's, an argument could be made that all every piece of Ninja Turtles merchandise on my shelf is crap. Like a, a solid argument could probably be made for that. No, it's no, <laughs> no, it's, it's fodder for my children to deal with later. I was serious when I said 25% does seem low. Like, but, but I guess, I guess if you just factor in all the garbage people buy on during Christmas, it's like, Oh, I got to buy something for my nephew. What's he like? Poke, Pokemans. Uh, let me get me. Pokemans. Pokemans for them kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and a lot of toy purchases are just, like, last second, oh, crap, I need this present toy purchase. Yeah. So I, I guess I get that, but yeah, that kind of makes me happy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah a little bit. <laughs> what, what else you got? Uh, Well, and that was leading into our segment uh, here. Um, So NECA has released uh, their checklists uh, for... Um, the '80s uh, turtles, and when they, whenever they do this, they are there's some uh, there's some stuff that's not been released that usually makes its way onto that checklist. Um, yeah, yeah. And so far on the '80s uh, turtles front, uh, I'm seeing Space Adventure Donatello in a mm-hmm. spacesuit, which looks pretty epic. Um. And a space adventure Usagi Ujimbo figure. I think we had seen that one before, but this is, I guess, its official coming out party. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it was at some some uh, con somewhere on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think there was more on that one that we hadn't seen yet. And we knew about Mona Lisa. We knew about the. Mm-hmm. Baby turtles. We knew about Chakahachi. We knew about Lotus. Uh, Big Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rex One, which I'm very excited for. Um, yeah, I guess the rest of these were already announced, or at least revealed in some way, you know? Yeah. Big old freaking Napoleon Colossus Hulk-looking version. Yeah. Um, let's see here. On the bad guy front. Yeah, I don't even see anybody in the bad guy section that we haven't talked about. Yeah. Uh, there's there's the there's the, the uh, obvious release of a four pack uh, of Jersey Red Grunt. Is that tall thug and short gangster? Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting on the old lady with the shopping cart and the laser rifle from, <laughs> from, from like season one. She's coming. It, I, it has She's to be. Packing. It has to be. She's packing. Uh, let's see. What's on the next next checklist? Because I, I feel like we got more on some of these others. Um, yeah, next, the next checklist is uh, Mirage and some of the uh, Turtles Adventures and uh, also IDW. Um, so on the Mirage front, uh, looks like we're getting a Battle Damage Shredder. Mm-hmm. Uh, foot Enforcer, 
Yep. And uh, Battle Damage Shredder kind of looks like he's uh, got that Danny syndrome. No, he doesn't. He kind of looks like it. I mean, he's next to two big figs, but he still looked tiny. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Shredder, the, the Mirage Shredder was, it's not like he was a big figure in the first place. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they're even possibly using partial molds of the uh, the old Shredder that they've already used before, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's not a it's not a huge uh, high res image that's on Twitter. I think you can get the high res ones from uh, NECA's website, but I'm not gonna do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's I'm sure it's gonna be the same size as those uh, those other shredders. Yeah. Uh, Foot Enforcer is I don't remember that. I don't either. It it's probably from uh, Return to New York. Because that's the the story that they're currently working through. Yeah. When you Google Foot Enforcer, nothing from Ninja Turtles comes up. Let me add TMNT, maybe? Mm. Yeah, no, it doesn't. That doesn't that doesn't help at all. Um, yeah, it's it's not that he looks familiar, but I don't I couldn't tell you what book he was in or in what context. He's yeah. The Foot Enforcer has to be from city from Return to New York. I'm I'm checking those books right now. There are the three shredders. Oh yeah, that's where he, that's where he's from. He's in there. Actually, it's not just one. It's four of them. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, all right. It's weird that they're completely blue, but I guess in. In the original comic, they were all always black and white. We don't know what color they were meant to be. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, red and black to match the Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other foot soldiers were red and, like, you know, gray or, you know. Yeah. Well, he's he's blue here. I guess through Auto-T, you're, we're going to have to get the... I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and there's the little petite splinter. We've seen that splinter before. He looks like a Muppet. Hmm. Well, he did. He was a Muppet in the in the movie. I guess. Uh, we I talked about this what last episode. They just splinter figures always suck. I don't know why. Well, there is an exception here. The last Ronin, they gave him uh, some height there. Although he looks like he's got big beefy like. Haunches. That doesn't mean he doesn't suck. Well, <laughs> he kind of looks like he's wearing like big MC Hammer pants. Yeah, yeah. He's got wolf legs. Yeah. Uh, which I guess goes goes to the other new figures that we we're, were seeing. Uh, I'm pretty sure Raphael and Leonardo were already announced. I don't think we've seen that Donatello before. Nope. I don't Not, think we've seen that Splinter before. Nope. Or the uh, Sinja Elite bot. Is, I can't. I remember seeing the Sinja Patrol bot. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at that. Uh, okay, well, I, they're really excited to to make this last Ronin figure line nice and beefy, oh, yeah. aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's nice to see that they've added the 
adventures figures to the checklists oh, but man, they look so great those better not be freaking auto t i'm gonna lose it no no these these will go to comic shops yeah i'm sure they those will very very high on my list yeah um i know offbeat had a slash last week so oh nice yeah um a little bit of news there that i that zog is huge yeah He's, I know we we knew he was coming. We knew he was going to be huge, but dude, he's 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 a he's a beefy baby. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the. They also released a movie checklist. I don't see anybody new on that except for Kino. Yeah, just gave us a little bit better look. Yeah. Uh, and a painted painted look. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, there's nothing else new there. We still don't know who the Shredder is going to be in the Universal Monsters line. Yeah. Uh, so, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think that does it for that news, right? I don't, I don't think there's anything else. Okay, let's get weird. Let's talk about some crunchy pizza rings. Yeah. What is, what is this nightmare? Well, you know, uh, turtles are... You know, um, it's it's nothing new to have a crossover with Ninja Turtles and food products. Um, yeah, I remember the uh, was it the Pizza Crunchabungas from back in the day. Like those were my favorite snacks. <laughs> pizza Crunchabungas. Well, I've never seen Pito Pitos. It's a terrible name. Pitos, I've never seen them on a shelf, but I believe that they exist, and it looks like they're, what, pea-based Cheetos? Yeah, like plant, your, your plant-based, you know, food product. Like, if Cheetos and other, like, potato chips aren't considered plant-based, I'm very worried. It is very troubling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I guess the point is, they're going to be releasing Ninja Turtles cross-promotion Pitos to be, basically to, to advertise the new movie. Uh, next year's Seth Rogen-produced movie. It's a secret initiative to make kids eat healthy junk food, is basically what I, the gist of what I got from it. I don't even know how healthy these might. It's it's these remind me of veggie straws. Like veggie straws sound like they're good for you. Yeah. But they're not. Eh. You know, and you throw some cheese and sour cream flavor on there, and you got a winner. I'm not saying they're bad. I just don't yeah. think they're they're especially good for you. Uh, the real news here is that the the first image of a pitos bag with the four turtles on it leaked this week. It did. And uh what do you think? They they they're kind of blurry. It's hard to, it's hard to see, but you do we do see a, a shot of all four turtles. It looks like they're kind of blending the versions. Like the, you can see the the L on Leo's belt buckle. Mm-hmm. Um I'm so happy that Donatello doesn't have glasses cuz that's stupid. Are you sure he doesn't? It doesn't look like he does on the packaging, but I hope he doesn't, because I that's just stop. 
We know he's a freaking nerd. He doesn't need glasses to look like Steve Urkel. Just leave it alone. I don't know. Um, it's kind of it's really blurry that there could be glasses there. Sh- shut up. Shut up. Just, just <laughs> put that. I, I'm not up. even joking. Like the, the leaked image is blurry. Well, uh, the, the one thing that, that screams from from the, the these these character models is the they look like children. Yeah. Uh, maybe preteen. They look like teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah. Not not we're huge muscular dudes who we pretend are teenagers. Right. Uh, so I, that tells me that this is probably heavily mark marketed towards children. I I don't know. I just yeah. I could be wrong, but at first glance, these are the turtles in a kid's movie. Yeah. Which, that's not me poo-pooing it. This is just an observation. So, right. like, if, you, if you're thinking, oh, Seth Rogen's doing it, it's going to be, it's going to be mature, or it's going to, like, well, it's going to, it looks like a kid's movie, which is fine, but that's what it looks like. And it's, it, it and that's all, that's all good and well, but the biggest plight as most of our listeners know, because I'm pretty sure you'll agree with this, is that we're tired of the kid stuff. We want more mature adult stuff. And, you know, this is fine. Again, we don't know what the movie's going to be like when it comes out. It could be PG, it could be PG-13, who knows? It's probably going to be PG. Um, probably. The, you know, the, the, the faces of these turtles screams PG. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, you know, look, I'm I'm going in with an open mind. Um but I just, you know, Hollywood it's not going to kill you to just let us have some adult theme stuff. It's just it's just not. <laughs> and have it be done right. Yeah. With with somebody that really truly cares about the property. Not saying that Seth Rogen doesn't. I'm just saying I want more Batman versus TMNT style stuff. Because that was no, a, that's that's still for children. Like, don't don't. That was a PG thirteen movie. It's still for children. Thirteen year olds are children, Jeff. Doesn't matter. Shredder stabbed somebody. That's some. Yes. It's that's yes. It was it was a. It's definitely it's still for children. Batman is a children's done. character. Turtles are children's characters. Hey. Hey. Like. Our our best our best opportunity to get something adult related. Is a last Ronin adaptation. Oh, that, that'd be so amazing. Whether it's a Netflix show or a straight to DVD movie or a, a proper right. a proper theater release. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and again, I can't, I can't stress this enough. This isn't me saying this movie is doomed or that it's going to be bad, but this does kind of show the hand that they are going to deal us. Well, I mean, again, if like, you know, it's the Mitchells versus the Machines guys, and that movie was to the pack to the brim with action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's such a good movie, man. I watched it recently yeah. again, and it, oh, man, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. It's, this was the 
it's the weirdest leak I think we've ever had in Ninja Turtles land. No, it's not the weirdest. The weirdest leak was the turtles are aliens now, guys. Like that was. The oh weirdest, yeah, but... no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this one is, this one's up there, man. This is real weird. I'm surprised they haven't been taken down yet. I mean, all the other stuff, all the other concept art was leaked and then immediately taken down. And I'm like, nah, bro, it's out there. <laughs> well, yeah, once, <laughs> once it's on the internet, it's on the internet forever. Yeah. Uh, next news topic. We're getting another crossover with, uh, Usagi Ojimbo. We are. Yay! Uh, dude, I'm glad that it's happening. Anything that you know puts more change in Stan Sakai's pocket, I'm I'm down with. But I've been very vocal in the past. I'm not a huge fan of how he writes, like the stories that he writes the turtles into. It's just they just don't do it for me. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, uh, it's coming from IDW. Um, this is the second crossover that they've done with IDW. Uh, it's going to be called Where Win. No space between those, just Where Win as kind of one word. Intercapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's let's see, issue one goes on sale in March, so that means it's probably hitting previews right now. Talk to your local comic shop to get those pre-orders. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, the, the collector in me is kind of bugged because they released that fantastic like all-in collection mm-hmm. that had all of their crossovers in one place like all of the old ones all you know the new one all in one book and it's like okay I don't ever have to buy another TMNT Usagi Ojimbo <laughs> crossover oh wait here's another one yeah you can just add it to the pile yeah, well, I hope it's good. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Um, you have some not news? Yeah, um, so for those of you who picked up the Calabunga collection, um, uh, Digital Eclipse will be doing, um, a live stream this week to showcase, uh, some improvements that they've made to the collection, some stuff that they, you know, some bugs they probably fixed and some, like, little additions um, according to their uh, their tweet, they're showing an image of uh, Radical Rescue Turtles 3 for Game Boy, which looks to have added dot matrix um, style imagery, uh, which was you know, completely mimicking the original uh, Game Boy. Uh, and with I think I think they also added maybe the green tint to it, too. So that's that's pretty cool. That is cool. Just curious, did, what happened when you put these games into a Game Boy Color or a Super Game Boy? Did they color? Did, did it did it automatically colorize those? Well, the original Game Boy, of course, you know, is just that has that green tint. But I have not tried my Super Game Boy yet because I I feel like that's a thing that happened to all games. So I, I wonder if that's a, a direction that they want to take in the future. Say this is what it looked like had you played it on a Super Game Boy. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have, yep. to, I'll have to try that out soon and get back to you on that. Yeah. The um the live stream is tomorrow, so this will not be up by then. But I'm sure it'll still be archived on their Twitch for at least a week. 
yeah, yeah, December twenty so, first. So we'll we'll probably have a link in the show notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I have some not news. Okay. We I was sent a a link to the to, what is it the toys nacelle I, I don't know who that is uh, Instagram page that uh pointed basically that pointed me to another Instagram user named Nix underscore Lee mm-hmm. looks to be a Japanese fella or he is he's definitely an Asian fella because all of his you know, typing or all of his words. Not all of them. I, I don't know where this guy's from. It doesn't matter. He makes custom toys, and he has an entire line of really cool custom Ninja Turtles. Nice. Uh, he's got one that is Raphael as Hellboy. Uh, he's got one that is, like... A turtle zombie. He's got one where the turtle is RoboCop. Then there's one where he's Judge Dredd. There's one where a turtle is a predator. Just just a whole line. And it looks like he's he makes multiple like copies of them. So he might these might show up in public at some point. Someone might buy these off of him. I don't I don't I don't know. I haven't really read anything about his you know page. But I'm gonna in, include a link to his his work in the show notes. I might even point people to him on the the Instagram page because there's a lot of cool stuff on here. Nice. Yeah. Just just these people have so much time on their hands and so much creative ability, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Oh, I said one. I have one more piece of non news. Okay. This one came from uh, a listener. Uh, his listener named Danny Sanders uh he is going he t- messaged back or messaged us and said hey i'm reading back through the mirage books right and he got to book number 9 and i don't, I don't know if, jeff if you remember what book that is but it is the book where the turtles are technically preteen okay it's it's like a it's not necessarily an origin story but it's like a story before they really became you know who they are today and in that book, the turtles have different weapons. The weapons that they have in that book are the same ones they have on Rise of the TMNT. Mm-hmm. Like Raphael has the Tomfa. Uh, M- Mikey uh, has the, I don't even know what it's called, that, that chain thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Danny Danny says that it's the Manriki Gusari? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, he Gusari. had that in the uh yeah, he had that in one of the um season one episodes. Yeah. Uh, Leo only has one sword and Don has his regular bow. So like basically what that's saying is the creators of Rise like they did their homework. Do you follow? I do. Yeah. So, so like they they did their homework. They 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 found the one book in the Mirage uh continuity where the turtles are preteen and they took the weapons they had in that book and used those for the first and second seasons of rise. They didn't get their traditional weapons until the end of season two, which is really cool. Uh, I, rise gets a, gets a lot of hate for 
feeling like or seeming like the creators were just like, we're going to do all this new stuff. We don't know anything about the source material. Well, no, they clearly know a lot about the source material. And here is one of the like the touchstone or one. Yeah, one of the touchstones you can point to and say, no, this right here. They did some homework. Yeah. And for anybody out there hating on Rye, stop it. No, no, that's not going away. That's that's Uh, never going away. Well, just don't listen to those people then. Yeah. Uh, and it, when he pointed it out, I, I had a real eureka moment. I was like, oh, my, that's perfect. So I figured we'd mention it here. Uh, give Danny Sanders his his uh, his kudos. Congratulations. Uh, we did not see that. You did, sir. Appreciate the heads up. Um, I think that's it for news. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So no more news, Jeff. You know what that means. Time for our main topic. Yes, let's take a break. And we're back. Uh, All right, Jeff. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Sergio. This week is Christmas, so let's talk about Christmas. Uh, And, uh, you know, I talk a lot of yang about the Turtlepedia. Uh, It does have a fountain of knowledge that... Even I may not know in my brain. One thing that I stumbled upon, and I was like, you know what, we can use that for the show, is there's a dedicated Christmas page on the Turtlepedia. Nice. Yeah, where uh, the the wonderful editors who, you know, edit the Turtlepedia have kind of uh, aggregated all of the instances where the Turtles have either celebrated Christmas or the story that they're telling takes place during Christmas uh, or even the more obscure stuff like direct-to-video, you know, turtle stuff. But we'll, we'll get there. Uh, for, since I don't have a real smart way to really go through all of these things, let's just go down the Turtlepedia list. Okay. Uh, so uh, I, I guess this this episode is uh, brought to you by Turtlepedia. Uh, they didn't pay for this ad, but... They should. <laughs> I'll get fandom on the phone. Is yeah, I'll I'll see what they can do. Yeah. Uh, the first instance where the turtles acknowledge that Christmas exists in a turtle world uh, comes in the original Michelangelo one shot. Uh, it was originally called the Christmas Aliens, uh, and I know you're familiar with that one. It it, it uh, ended up being made into a an episode of the two, uh, the two K three cartoon. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, of course th- that Michelangelo one shot is very much a one shot, uh, where uh, Leo's one shot carries into the main continuity. Raphael, we get Casey Jones, uh, in this one, it's ba- the, the, what, what is the one thing we get out of this clunk? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's kind of the one thing that carries on to other you know other books. Uh, I've always liked this book. It's it's kind of uh, thin when it comes to real content, uh, but it's a it's a sweet little Christmas story. Uh, and, and if I remember correctly, you like this one too. I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah, it's it <clears throat> and. What's odd with the, the the original Mirage stuff and Christmas is you can kind of see the passage of time 
through when the turtles are experiencing Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'll allude to that a little later. Like this 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 one shot, it looks like it takes place after number seven. Mm-hmm. So, given there is a, let's see, number eight, number nine, number nine's in the past, uh, and then there's number ten and Leonardo. All of those kind of take place during Christmas, and we'll get to some of those uh, later. But their their trip to Northampton was was sandwiched between two Christmas stories. Mm-hmm. So we know that they stayed in Northampton for a year, right? Right. Right? You know, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so Christmas has is, 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 is kind of played an, an important role in a lot of turtle stories, but it hasn't really been consequential. You know, uh, again, the, the, what we get from this book is basically clunk, and that's cool. You know, do you have anything you want to say about the Christmas aliens? We've talked about it before, but I figured I'd give you a shot to talk about its Christmasness. It's incredibly charming, adorable, and I I absolutely love it. Um, I, I agree. And when I think turtles and Christmas, this is the first story that comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Well, while that is the big, biggest and most potent poly version of the turtles uh, on Christmas, let's keep it. Let's keep it rolling. All right. Uh, where are we here? Now, the the Christmas Aliens uh, is a story that was printed a couple times. Uh, it was printed as the Michelangelo uh, one shot, uh, but it was also reprinted as the Michelangelo Christmas special which had its own printing uh, with an additional story in the back named A Christmas Carol. And guess what that story's about, Jeff? Uh, let me guess. What, no, I can't, I can't mix Scrooge and Raphael. <laughs> Scroofiel? Scru- scru- no. Scru- yeah, you're right. It's, that's tough to... To, to to mix together, but 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 that's exactly what it is. Uh, it is a Christmas Carol story with the three ghosts uh, and Raphael. Uh, they, yeah. they play up Raphael's anger and his need for independence, and uh, the, of course the ghost of Christmas Future shows this horrible future that he doesn't want to live in, uh, teaching him a lesson. It is it's is literally a Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like say that. I do too. I would say that's the most remade like Christmas story ever. I th- I think I I think I would stand behind that. Yeah. Cuz we literally just got another one with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. I don't there that and like maybe the birth of Jesus. I don't see too Well, yeah. Yeah, I can see that, but you don't <laughs> see too many of those. I see more Scrooge stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, the next, this isn't a Christmas story, but the next thing, the the big thing that takes place during Christmas, which I would assume is the same Christmas that the Michelangelo stuff takes place during, uh, is the Leonardo one shot uh, story named "What Goes Around Comes Around." So if you if you remember correctly, the Leonardo one shot had all of the turtles in April and April and Splinter, except for Leonardo back at April's house preparing for, you know, the big Christmas celebration. But Leonardo was, you know, in on the rooftops of New York City just getting 
getting waxed by these foot soldiers, right? Yeah. Uh, so the juxtaposition of those two different things happening at the same time was really the the core sequence of the comic, which means that Christmas is kind of core to the Leonardo one shot. Yeah. Which really made me disappointed that they didn't carry that over into 2K3, but I guess they didn't want to draw all that freaking snow. <laughs> Let's just possible. do rain instead. I'm like, oh, man. Right. Well, if the thing is, is if you if you make it part of Christmas, you then you're kind of tied to that time frame. You know, yeah. you, you have to release it around Christmas. It's going to feel weird if you air reruns in like June. Yeah. And it's a Christmas still, show. I think I think the impact would have been a little bit heavier, you know, you know, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and of course, since. Since the Leonardo one shot takes place during Christmas, so does issue 10, because those issues are basically the same, you know, the two parts of the same story. Yeah. And issue 10, of course, is where they learn that the shredder has returned. And then one uh, second time around burns down like it's 10 is a pivotal story. And for it to happen on Christmas makes it even more tragic. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the, it's one of the most important turtle stories and it just hap, just happens to be on Christmas. Kind of like a, it's, it's a very, very diehardy thing, you know, it is, you know, it's, it just happens to be on Christmas, which makes it a Christmas story. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so Jeff, I, I, I sent you a, a, a digital comic to read on this one. Uh, did you read Twas the Fight Before Christmas? I did, Sergio. Um, <laughs> in in December of 1990, uh, apparently Ladies Home Journal, which that's that was a magazine in the 90s, or I guess in the 80s and 90s, they had a exclusive, like four or five page story that was a turtle's Christmas story for the kids right read the ladies home journal i mean yeah i mean it had an interview with ted dance and steve gutenberg and uh tom Selleck, so sure no that's not for the kids either i don't know i don't know maybe they're gonna like the moms are gonna read it to their kids well it, it like if you look at the the scans at the top of the page it does say kids bonus so it's it's like if you're at a what is it a like like a dentist office and, and ladies home journal is sitting on the the coffee table there you can be like here kid read this you like the ninja turtles yeah 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 it, it's it's just it's a weird place for an exclusive comic to live and very weird <laughs> it's but it's we all color weird stuff what's that but we love the weird stuff Ooh, oh we absolutely do. Uh, and this one is very straightforward. You know, bad guys are stealing presents. Turtles stop the bad guys from stealing presents and then consequently give gets they get to give out the presents. Yeah, I don't know who wrote this. I do. Who? Wasn't that Dean Claren? I don't know. I don't see a. Unless it's in this article. Was the fight before Christmas? 
Yes, it was Dean Claren. Yeah. The pencils were Mike, Michael Dooney and the inks were Michael Dooney. Cool. The, the, the Turtlepedia claims that this story is, a, is, in general, a retelling of the Christmas Aliens story. It's definitely not. It's the same premise. Stop, yeah. stop dudes from stealing presents and then dress up as Santa Claus and give out presents. Yeah. Squished into four pages. Yeah. But you're right. It's it's not exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, our next thing is, and I, I alluded to this earlier, but the, the, the turtles were exiled to Northampton on Christmas Day in issue 10. Return to New York, their their big return to the city, also takes place on Christmas. So a year later, they decide to return to New York. And, and again, it, that kind of bookends their time in uh, Northampton really nicely. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's something that I noticed before doing this little research. Hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say there's really anything Christmassy about Return to New York. Yeah. But just knowing that that's when it takes place is real cool. Uh, The next one is. Oh, yes. 40. Okay, so here here we're going to touch a a volume of the turtles that we have not even really talked about much. And that is Tales of the TMNT volume two. All right. Yeah, this this comes from our our phase three of, of, of turtles lore, uh, when Peter Laird owned everything and the, the Mirage publishing team was doing all the art and all the writing and, and basically everything. And they were consistently releasing a book every single month to comic shops. It was, it was probably the, the most on schedule Mirage has ever been in book number 40. It is kind of a silent tale of, Raphael in the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, there's not really anything Christmassy about it, except that there's snow, and at the beginning it says, Christmas Day, Tokyo, 2060. You know, so it's 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 set way in the future. He has an eye patch and a hat on, and most of it is, most of it's just silent, uh, and he's fighting, you know, gang members and foot soldiers and just a whole bunch of people. He kills a whole bunch of dudes. Yeah. (laughs) A whole bunch of foot soldiers are just dead by the end of this thing. And it turns out uh, he he had found a baby at the beginning of the book, and the baby was Karai's granddaughter. And Karai's like, give me my granddaughter back. And he's like, what, you're, you're yanking my crank, right? And she's like, no, that's actually my granddaughter. And he's like, so I killed all these people. What is why? Why did it? Why did why did you make me kill all these people? Here's the thing. She doesn't have to pay them Christmas bonuses this year. Oh, that's how this is a Christmas story. Yep. Good call. Good call. There you go. And then the issue ends with Karai saying, I guess I missed the good old days. <laughs> Which is really screwed up. It's very screwed up. Like, I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to stop this turtle from killing uh, dozens of my men because I'm nostalgic for a time when turtles killed my men. Yeah. Wow. Well, just 
wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but as I said, not not nothing too actually Christmas Christmassy about it. So we can keep going. It's a beautiful cover. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I, I second that. Uh, yeah. The next thing on our list here is another Tales uh, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book, uh, issue number 53. This one is significantly Christmier. Christmasier? Cr- yeah. Cr- Christmasier. Uh, it is a Jim Lawson uh, joint. It, he actually kind of, it's kind of a follow up to the Christmas aliens. Yeah. Uh, because basically a dude who was doing some plumbing work at April and Casey's ca- uh, home in Northampton, sees one of the little orphan aliens in the closet and then comes back to rob them uh, because he's like, oh, it's rare and it's in package. And then he's scared away by the turtles who are, for some reason, dressed up as robots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's... Set during Christmas, again, this one doesn't have much to do with Christmas, except that it's set during Christmas. Uh, I really did like this tale. Uh, I, like this you? One. I like this one a lot. Um, the fact of, or just the idea of the Turtles celebrating Christmas in Northampton just warms my heart. It kind of makes me happy that the idea, like, hey, we're getting away from everything weird, even though weird follows them all the way the freak out there, you know, because it follows them everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, it's just it's just cool. I just like the idea of it, you know, it's like sitting around, you know, eating whatever hot, you know, you know, food that they could get, you know, cocoa, all that celebrating Christmas. I just, I love that idea, even though there's not really, you know, Christmassy stuff in here, but just the idea of that just kind of makes me happy. And I would like to see that maybe in, you know, like an IDW book, just, you know, just because, uh, well, we do have some IDW stuff coming up. So maybe, maybe that'll, that'll, uh, whet your appetite or something. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get you your fix. Um, yeah, this was, this was really this was a really fun read. Yeah. And the way that they chase off the uh the guys that are breaking in is just priceless. Just mwah, chef kiss. <laughs> uh it should be noted that t- while Tales as a like as a run most of those books were not in like in order. It was just like, "Hey, I want to tell I want to tell a story from when they were hanging out in Northampton. I want to tell a story in the future, I want to tell a story during the, you know, it, the writers really had, took liberties with, you know, where they wanted to tell their, you know, the, the time, the time frame they wanted to tell their stories in. Well, yeah. this one, Shadow is a child. Yeah. Shadow being Casey Jones's adopted daughter from City at War. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's a child, like maybe, you know, five, six, seven, you know, basically Santa Claus age. So, this tells us that the turtles were visiting Casey and April in Northampton. This doesn't take place during their initial trip to Northampton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, in that same book, there is a backup story 
or it's it's got three stories in it, but two of them are Christmas stories. One of them is the the second one is called Ghosts of Christmas Past, and this is less of a story and more of just a reflection. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it it kind of uh, it, it it very much alludes to the events of the Leonardo one shot that take place yeah. during Christmas. Uh, and then it has Raph and Leonardo talking about how it affected Leo just as a leader, as a family member. You know, it, it, it he has regrets, but Raphael talks him through them. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, not technically a Christmassy story, but when you set so many important stories during Christmas, this is the kind of stuff that falls out of it. I'm going to go ahead and qualify anything that has freaking snow in it as, you know, to be a Christmas tale. No, no. Yeah, come on. No, at the end, he says Merry Christmas. So it's clearly a Christmas story, but yeah. they live in New York. It snows in February. Hey, look. It might even snow in March. That, mm, well, given our crazy weather, who knows? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, like, I like this just because, like, the art is fantastic. It really, really is. Like, it's just, and it's, you know, it's just the right amount of, like, you know, black and white and gray tones. It's not, you know, you can, just overbearing, you can definitely tell what's going on. Agreed. Agreed. And we talked about that, what, last issue? Or last, <laughs> we talked about that last episode about it being hard to see a lot of black and white stuff this one ma- it, it's mainly the, it's mainly that image run well it is but yeah black and white comics are hard to read if they're not toned properly exactly yeah this one is toned perfectly it's wonderful yeah what's next let's see uh there is one book tales issue 64 a story called cold cold ice that takes place during christmas but doesn't really have anything about it that's christmassy because the title ice ice baby was taken well you can still name a story ice ice baby yeah uh yeah like this there's not really anything christmassy about this except that it takes place during it uh, I, is this a book that you had read before, or is this like... No. No? Yeah. Yeah, I figured you hadn't, just because this, this run is kind of obscure. Yeah. Uh, we'll get... we'll get. I'm, let's just put this one on a shelf, because we're going to get back to this run, and this, again, isn't Christmassy. It isn't, but, but I, I do want to mention um, that uh, the... Uh, the site that I used to write for is in the very front page, the Go Green Machine, uh, which is kind of nice to see because I didn't know that they had made it into uh, the issues because I wasn't getting them at the time. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. didn't notice that. That's that's cool. Yeah. I don't, do, let's see. Do we see a reason? I don't see. It's almost just like, hey, we like your site. Here's a a free advertisement. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, they were all very close to uh, the main dude, so yeah, or uh, he's like in contact with all. He's like huge obsessed with turtles, and of course now he's 
you know, got rid of all of his turtle stuff, I think. So, yeah, he used to have uh, a whole room dedicated to all of it. Oh, now man. it's all Nintendo stuff. I wish I wish I could have a room, man. A room. Well, well the wonderful thing about when your kids get old, <laughs> you can kick them out and you can take your house back. That's true. Let's see. Re- yeah. Reclaim my land, man. Uh, the last thing I want to say about this book before we just pass it, um, it's a Tristan Jones joint. It's written by Tristan Jones, which th- that name doesn't mean anything to us right now, but in like the Tales arc, he writes some of the best stories in it. Okay. Uh, and and that he had a he had an arc that was coming up right as the Turtles got sold to Viacom that he never got to do. That is kind of a counts as a tale or counts as a turtle's lost story but we'll talk more about that when we end up talking about tales which is might be a little while but it's you know it'll happen it'll happen yeah oh what's next uh what's what's crazy is there aren't very there there aren't many mentions of television shows uh on this this turtlepedia article I don't know if that's just because, you know, someone hasn't updated it with TV show stuff, but there is one reference to the, the 87 show. Uh, okay. Apparently, Krang says that he wants Mac uh, seeing the robot on TV, and Rocksteady says he may get one by – you may, may get one for Santa Claus for Christmas. So Mac being the robot? Yeah. The, yeah. The mobile armorized, armored computerized combatant. Yeah. Yeah. So with with Mac being an action figure soon, someone will be able to get him for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> wish will come true. But I, I don't remember them doing. Did they do Christmas episodes on the 80s? I, d- I don't two? I don't remember a single one. I don't either. Yeah. And again, that may be because it was a syndicated show. Yeah. I don't remember really. I guess there was an Easter episode. There was. Maybe they just weren't airing new episodes in December. Yeah. I don't know. That's odd. Um, here's one that you were not able to read. Okay. Uh, because I only have one copy of it. Uh, and I'm going to bust it out right now. Uh, we've talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles magazine a few times. Ooh, that's yeah. a good magazine, folks. You can track that down any way you can. Yeah, it's fun. I, I, I want to have I want to have these magazines digitized because, dude, they are quite a snapshot of early '90s nostalgia and just early early '90s attitude, and they're put together like a a uh, magazine from that era and I got it's just all turtle stuff i got chills when i heard you open that it was like it's just a wonderful sound of like the tape <laughs> popping off of the plastic it's just it's good it's good stuff <laughs> uh, the, the story is an exclusive story in turtles magazine uh, from a winter of 93 and it's called twas the night before christmas and basically it's bebop and rocksteady robbing people on christmas day or christmas eve 
I mean, you know, your your typical Christmas, you know. Yeah. They gotta they gotta get stuff somehow. Yeah. They they see they see a Santa Claus on top of a building and they're like, Ooh, he's dressed as Santa Claus. I'm sure he has toys or something we can steal. Of course they get up there, they're confronted by the Ninja Turtles, a fight ensues, uh, the turtles win, as always, and Donatello gets knocked off the side of the building. Well, who saves him? None other than Saint Nick himself, the person who was being robbed. Turns out he's the real Santa Claus. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's all like, thank you for saving me, Ninja Turtles. Here is a present for each of you. And, you know, he gives them a present. And they're like, oh, thanks, Santa. Uh, but then he turns to Bebop and Rocksteady and gives them a present, too. Huh. Even he's like, I know you've been naughty, blah, 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 blah. You know, he, he gives them a speech. Uh, but then he talks about how the most the most important part of Christmas is, uh, you know, sharing time with your family and being kind to one another. So here is a present. It is it is the most saccharine, like friendly little tale that I think we of any of these these Christmas stories. But you know what? It has a little bit of a charm to it. It does. D- yeah. Does it say who drew that? Oh, let me. I put it away. Let me see. That that does uh that bears mentioning. All of the stories that were included in these magazines uh, were done by uh, internal Mirage people. Like the script, Dean Claren. Uh, inks were done by Dan Berger. Colors, Steve Levine. So. So yeah, it was it's it's all the same group of dudes who were doing uh, Mirage and Archie work, mm-hmm. which is cool. You know, they they could have farmed all that stuff out, but why? When you have a bunch of internal dudes who can do it, exactly. Uh, and that also tells tells me that these silly little magazines, uh, Mirage had their fingers on it. Yeah. So, cool. Nice. Uh, let's see. There's a couple things here that they don't really need to be mentioned, but I'm going to. Apparently, there's a Ready to Read book that was released in 2004. Uh, Ready to Read was like like children's books that were released in the mid 2000s. Uh, many of them were Ninja Turtles related, uh, and it's just children's books that you know are easy for children to read. There was one called The Santa Snatcher. I don't really have much details on that, but. Well, I, I'm sure a kid learned to read with it, whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this new animated adventures, number 18. Okay. Uh, the new animated adventures run uh, is a set of books published by IDW. IDW wanted to have a book on the shelves that was running concurrently with the cartoon show and was kind of set in that universe. I don't. None of the stories are considered canon, I don't believe, uh, but they do have the art design and you know settings of the 2012 cartoon. Mm-hmm. It ran for I believe 25 issues, 25, 24, somewhere around there. Issue number 18 has a story called Secret Santa. I know you read that one, good sir. I did. What'd you think of that one? That was a lot of fun. Wasn't it? Just Mikey's so happy. He's so happy. 
it's it's got a really good reveal at the end of it. Like it's it's and it's really short. It's 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 just nice and concise. I like it because it really plays up both Mikey and Raphael's personalities. Yeah. Basically, the turtles all you know they're drawing Secret Santa and and Michelangelo gets Raphael and he's like, oh no, he's the worst to buy for. Blah 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 blah. Well, yeah. He uh he stumbles upon a sky basically what is it a skylight yeah he, yeah along a rooftop and he's like oh that's perfect and he goes back and during you know during Christmas Day where they're giving away the Secret Santa stuff Michelangelo just says all right for your present follow me takes him to that spot on the roof points through the skylight and when you look down it's just a bunch of crang bots and the and Raph is like giving. Right. Raph is like, that's perfect, and jumps through the window and, you know, it just proceeds to just beat the crap out of him, which is perfect. That's how it ends. Like, it's it, that's his Christmas present, the ability to kill Crankbots. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm i not going to lie, that uh, that run of IDW books is not very good. There's not many stories that really stand out. This one is really good. Yeah. Like the, the, like it's what two stories in one and it just, it's just a little bland. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the, you know, the Christmas episode, uh, ish, uh, story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's a run that we're going to get to because I feel like it's, it's weird that it exists, but it's got some cool stuff in it. We need, we need to read it. Uh, but there you have it. New the new animated adventures number eighteen. Uh, in the vein of that, uh, there was a big golden book written by Patrick Sped Speziante. That sounds right. Patrick Speziante. It was uh, published in 2016. It is based on the 2012 cartoon. This big golden book uh, is based on. The episode Target April O'Neil. Uh, it's an episode of the 2K or the, the 2012 cartoon. The book is named Merry Mutants. However, it doesn't look like the episode Target April O'Neil was set during Christmas. Mm-hmm. So who knows? It's it's a a book for you know young children, so we don't have to spend time on it. Okay. Uh. I've got a couple more that I want to talk about. Then we have the big, the the main, the main show. The main show. Yeah, what we've, what we're here to really talk about. Uh, but first, IDW. So we haven't, you know, we've been covering a lot of IDW books. We have not made it to either of the Christmas issues that they did, uh, and the first Christmas issue, which is the one that I, you have that, that you read, correct? Yeah, 65. Yeah, number 65. Dur- it, the plot of the ongoing Turtles saga uh, is all, like, they're always churning some story in and some other story out. But around issue 65, there was kind of a lull. And I guess the, the IDW team took that opportunity to say, this is this is a lull, and it's Christmas time, let's do a Christmas book. And basically, the turtles throw a Christmas party at their house. Yeah. 
and a whole bunch of characters from the IDW comic show up and they just celebrate. It's 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 cool. There is a plot that's woven in in there. What'd you think of this one? Did did you read all the way through it? Yes, it was a lot of fun. Wasn't it? It might be my favorite thing ever. Your favorite thing ever? Well, favorite out of all of this that we've gone through. Apart I'm, I'm from joking. I'm joking. Yeah, the, uh, the Mikey one shot. Because yeah. Mikey's still very much like you know, kind of front and center, which I always liked. That you know, it's like he seems to be the one turtle most excited for Christmas. Oh, as he should be. It's Mikey. Yeah. The cover of this is completely bonkers. By the way, it is. He looks like he's like <laughs> dressed like a Chippendales dancer <laughs> for Christmas. It's so. Why is he wearing that? <laughs> Or maybe part of Pee Wee Herman's outfit. I don't know. He has suspenders. It, it doesn't make any... It's not like he's dressed like Santa. Like, it, what is... Why is he wearing that? I don't know. It... If anybody at IDW is it listens to this podcast and you're responsible for this cover, we want to find out what the freak is going on. I, I, I'm... I'm literally calling out Mateus Santaloco like you drew this entire issue why is he wearing that yeah <laughs> uh but we we see you know basically all the the characters that the turtles are cool with in this run show up at the party that in, that includes Angel it includes uh what's his name from the pizza place Woody, uh, Woody. slash the mutanimals Casey April just oh pigeon pete yeah yeah it's 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 really kind of an all all-star an all-star team of uh of a cast for, for for this one and the the big climax is donatello puts too many lights on on the church and knocks out power to half the city yeah i will call out two huge nuggets that i spotted which okay. i'm very surprised that we're in uh, this. Um, in the beginning pages where you see the turtles uh, gathered and Mikey uh, is like, let's make the most awesomest Christmas party ever. On the table, you can see a Mario action figure and a copy of what looks to be Street Fighter. Um, and then you've got some Akira manga and and it in Godzilla manga and Lock and Key and like and My Little Pony and probably the oddest and probably most meta thing in this issue. An issue of this actual issue is down by Donatello's left foot or right foot. And <laughs> I did not notice that. That's yeah. that's fantastic. That's nuts and I love it. Good catch. Couple. Good catch. Oh, thank you. So it's like it's interesting to see that the turtles are both playing uh, Nintendo and PlayStation. Well, yeah, yeah, they're not they're not console fanboys. They're real yeah. gamers. Whatever they'll play, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good read. Read. We're gonna we're gonna cover that one again when we get to it, which actually won't be that long since we just finished yeah. issue fifty. So yeah. Uh, then there's another one that I don't want to spend as, uh, that much time on. It's 
it is definitely a Christmas story. Yeah. Uh, it's issue number 89. Uh, it's more about Splinter and kind of what he's going through uh, in his current plot, uh, which you're aware of. You know, he's the leader of the Foot Clan, right? Yeah. And it's it's very much a Christmas story. He's He's visited by multiple ghosts and or Pantheon members to show him the past, the present, you know, the future, that kind of stuff. And like towards the end, it, 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 it's kind of a sad story. Like by the end of it, Splinter is murdered. And of course he wakes up and he then, you know, throws a party or not throws. Yeah. He throws a Christmas party. He dresses up as Santa uh, for all the kids that are under the, the, the foot clans watch. And it's, it's just kind of a, a, again, a break in the overall action of the IDW story to tell a Christmas tale. And it's, it's cool that they're able to, to, to throw these in every few years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you had a chance to look at that one. I threw it into the, I did. Yeah. It's, it works. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there are any others. I don't think so. Did they do, they only did one Christmas uh, episode for 2K3, right? I think so. And that's yeah. when they had like, and they, and of course they had the Christmas alien uh, plot. Did they, and then they kind of like added to it by having like Silver Sentry and a bunch of other, their like friends show up, if, I believe. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was another IDW book that takes place during Christmas much later uh, at issue 124. Uh-huh. It's not nearly as uh, festive <laughs> as as the first one. And this one doesn't really stray from the plot as much. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about this one because it does spoil a lot of <laughs> A lot of future plot, so just know, issue 124 is also a Christmas issue, and that one came out, like, last year. Yeah, last Christmas. Let's let's stop burying the lead here, and let's just talk about The Thing. The Thing. The Thing. What, what is our big, our big thing here, Jeff? What is, what is the Christmas thing to end all Christmas things? Uh, it certainly ended something. Uh... <laughs> Inside me. Um, in 1994, by Christopher Films, mm-hmm. a little thing called We Wish You a Turtle Christmas was conceived and unfortunately made. <laughs> uh, like, you say it like it's an abject, like, failure. I'm not going to lie. I kind of dug this little thing. I mean, you know, it's it's fine. It's like it is bad. It's it's the same level of bad that is the, uh, you know, coming out of our shells shells tour. Yeah. You know, a lot of the similar costumes were worn for this this live action little musical tale. Yeah. But 
some of the songs are pretty well written when it comes to parodies of Christmas songs. It's not too bad. Yeah, I, I I have not watched this in I cannot I it's been like fifteen years at least. This was my first time watching it, if you can believe it. It's been a it's been a very long time, and uh, it was not as bad as I remembered it being. There there's a there's a little charm to it. N- none of the costumes look good. I, the 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 sync with the audio in their mouths is not fantastic. The they look like they're from Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes, yes. Uh, and there's there, they squeeze a total of eight songs in this 20, what, 21 minutes, yeah. 25 minutes or something. And a large chunk of that is credits because the credits are very, very long. Yeah, it's about 21 minutes and change. Yeah. yeah and, and it is it's a musical. They don't spend much time in between the music. Uh explaining what's going on uh there's a song where they forgot to get a gift for splinter yeah which if i'm remembering correctly is a that was my favorite song (laughs) (laughs) so so it's like it's a mixture of of original christmas tracks and somewhat parodies of established christmas tracks yeah um None of them are, how do I put this, overly religious Christmas tracks. It's very generic Christmas. Yeah, yeah, more like, it's Christmas time, we should all celebrate as a family Christmas, you know? Yeah, because that's what Christmas is about. It, at least in Turtle Land it is. Yeah, I mean, it's about other stuff too, but, you know, we, we you know, can't get into that here. Right, right. Like, you want the Turtles to have the widest audience possible. Because um, in different parts of the world, you know, Christmas is celebrated differently, or there's different traditions and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's, towards the end of the, the film, or the special or whatever it is, Splinter do- sings The Twelve Days of Christmas. <laughs> and it's all turtles things that he's singing about. The most disturbing thing is a framed piece of pizza <laughs> in like <laughs> what looks to be to me. It's just a frame and there's like a double sided glass. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, here's this disgusting, you know, piece of pizza that we, we framed. I was like, um, the mold? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't it make doesn't, any sense. None at all. It makes about as much sense as turtles wearing black boots. Oh, wait. They do. <laughs> like, okay, okay, let, let's break this down. One, why would you frame a piece of pizza? Why would you frame a pizza? But one. Two, in this, in this story you're telling... If you're giving the pizza as a present, you want the pizza to look appetizing, whether you framed it or not. Yeah. It wasn't. They went out of their way as a product. As the production designer was like, if you frame a pizza, that thing's going to look stanky. Let's make the pizza look stanky. <laughs> like, oh, it's stank. <laughs> it's like, why would they do at least make it look OK? Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's so bizarre, man. Uh, let's see, it was a pepperoni pizza was the first day. The second day was two comic books. Third day was three skateboards. Fourth day was four manhole covers. Okay. The fifth day was five five video games. Uh, six frisbees. video games. What's that? <laughs> Nondescript video games. <laughs> yeah. Six frisbees, which, like, that's a that's a trademark. How they I don't know why they said frisbees. Um, seven silk kimonos, eight chopsticks. Would that be? Four pairs or eight pairs of chopsticks? Yeah. Uh, nine narrow neckties, ten yellow yo-yos, eleven pairs of sneakers, and twelve April O'Neil autographs. Oh, wow. And the, the, the real, the, the kicker is that when they get to the higher numbers, I think it was when he got to twelve, it might have been when he, when he got to twelve, he just forgot them all. He was like, um, uh, wait, eight, um, uh, five video games. It was yeah. really, I laughed out loud. He was toasted at that point. Yeah. You know, it, it was, it was the exact same feeling that everyone who has ever had to sing the 12 days of Christmas gets. Yeah. When you get to like day 10, so seeing it play out and it it was legitimately funny that again this this was way better than I thought it was going to be. <sighs> I mean I got questions like why why in, in in some of the songs did they sound Jamaican? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the the very first song the very first song that yeah. the turtles sing not the not, not the theme song but what was it it was a uh, deck the halls yeah they pop on screen and, and leo's like deck the halls with pepperoni i was like, like what what is going on <laughs> and then later he starts sounding like john travolta yeah, man, it's so weird. Like, it'll be noted, like, none of the uh, 80s actors were hired for this, which is good. They, you know, they don't need this on their resume. Um, I don't know where they got these guys from, but they, yeah. And New York. Like, like, every one of them had a, when they were, t- their speaking parts were all super New York. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <sighs> Turtles in boots. I do not understand why they did the boots. I guess they didn't want to make the feet, or or they lost the feet, or they were like, we 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 have like four seventy five percent of a costume uh, turtles here. How do we how do we make this work? Yeah, and in like so many scenes, you can see the straps holding the the front and the shell part together. Yep, the shells were real tiny. Yeah. I guess they would, if they're the same, like, costumes that they wore on the tour, they just didn't have clothes on them, so it would make sense for the shells to be tiny. I would say the tour ones look better. I I think they're the same, man. Like They could be. They could be. A lot of recycling back then. At least the the ones on tour had, you know, clothes on. Had other stuff to look at, other than the nightmare suits that were underneath them. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, this is not a. This isn't hard to find. Like just go, Google. We wish you a tur- turtle Christmas. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. In, yeah. In it's, it's in its entirety. Santa looks really confused at seeing giant turtles. Yeah. I I I would say this this Christmas, pull pull your your family aside, uh, pull this up on your Roku TV, and make them sit through this. We wish you a turtle Christmas. It's it, it is a a slice of the '90s that is hard to find in good media. It was definitely in an age where. You know, how can we make money? Oh, let's make a video cassette of this and kids will buy it yeah. and consume. And it is definitely a product of the time. And yeah. I will say that, like, wherever they filmed this, like, the sewer settings looked kind of cool. Um, lighting is not half bad, you know. Uh, in these but it's still it's still really freaking weird it is really weird and like they're they're going around you know trying to you know go find splinter you know a gift and they they stumble on to i guess some homeless kids (laughs) they're playing with like junk band stuff in the street they look like punky brewster's crew or something and it just it's so weird because it's like hey let's you know, hey kids come back to the, the turtles lair I'm like um did they kidnap those children uh, like I, I legit want to watch it again it's it's just it's just enough weird dumb 90s stuff like wrapped around pretty catchy music that it being 25 minutes long 21 minutes long like that's digestible like it's hard to sit through the entire concert tour VHS because it's much longer than this. Yeah. But 25 minutes is quite, you know, it's dumb enough to justify its existence. Are you going to make your uh, family suffer through it? it? That is yet to be seen. Do please sit them but, all around and don't tell them what they're going to watch. That, and, I, uh, what I, I'm going to get them all together. I'm going to hit play and I'm going to throw the remote into the sun. Yes. Uh, you got anything else to say about we wish you a turtle Christmas? Um, I think I covered all like the important bits: the Jamaican turtles, the John Travolta, the weird boots, the framed pizza. Oh, Mikey, uh, being an opera singer—that was kind of funky. Yeah, yeah. Um, just out of nowhere in the middle of Mi- in the middle of the special. Yeah, Micarati. Yeah, Micarati. Like Pavarotti. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to clap, but I'll, I'll, good job. Hey, come on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this was, this, this was a thing <laughs> that exists. Uh-huh. And, and, like, I don't, like, Photoshop didn't exist back then, so I wonder if this cover, they actually took the picture in front of Rock, Rockefeller Center. They name drop Rockefeller Center in one of the songs. So I, I, I would not doubt if they did. It's a, it, yeah, it's such a weird piece. 
such a weird piece of the 90s man yeah that that luckily lives on in the digital age via youtube and probably you know other other places i'm 99 percent sure i have this on vhs you probably do yeah I, I this is the kind of madness that i make sure that i own uh well jeff that's christmas that is um i would like to take this opportunity uh to give a shout out to all of our listeners uh this holiday season um and thank them for tuning in uh to us and we would like to wish you happy holidays um however you celebrate wherever you celebrate um and thank you for being a part of um the fandom i and i i will second that yeah 2022 has been a weird year uh it has we hope you get lots of turtle stuff for christmas if you do let us know what you get well yeah yeah like it's been a weird weird year there's been a lot of really good turtle stuff and we'll talk about that next episode um I, I hope you have a turtle-rific Christmas uh, between now and then. Uh, my my plan is to get this posted well before a few days before Christmas, so yeah. it'll it'll still be relevant. Jeff, what are you doing this week in the lead up to Christmas? Um, well, I'm taking a break, Sergio. What? I got, I got, yeah, I got family coming in town, um, and we're uh, you know, just need a, just need a break from the the craziness um, to kind of regroup and re-energize but we'll be back with it at the warp zone arcade uh leading up into january with our big super smash brothers invitational that'll be an all-day event so that whole day is going to be booked um but before then way before then because it's like at the end of january um you know we are still doing you know, tournaments and uh, all kinds of other stuff, game restoration and everything, so everybody can come out and uh, game with us. We'd love to see you. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, just look for the Circle Controller logo and just the Warp Zone Arcade. And uh, where will we find you, Sergio? Uh, follow Shellheads on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I, I am... Infrequently, I, 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 our Instagram is active but not lively. How about that? Um, it's you got three kids. I do so. have th- I have three children that I that I have to you know raise. But if you if you have anything, any comments, any you know questions, send them to us on Instagram. I I see them all. I re- I reply to. I'm gonna say all of them. If I haven't replied to you. I guess I might have mixed, missed it, or I meant to reply and then didn't. Send me a message and be, like wag your finger, and I'll I'll reply. Reach out. We want to hear your questions. Uh, if we missed anything, like I was basing this entire episode on the Turtlepedia, which notoriously has some holes. So if there are some Christmas stuff that we did not cover, let us know, uh, and we will absolutely have a corrections segment next time. Indeed. Uh, so that, that's it for me, uh, Jeff. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Sergio. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. I, I don't know. There's so many holidays during the holidays. Happy New Year. But we'll say Happy New Year next time. 
I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. Merry Christmas, y'all. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.